our view of God has a real impact on our relationship with him. We dig into the faulty views of God and their impacts in this episode. This is episode 13, What is God to You? Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, we are on episode 13. That is a lot 13. of updates on chickens, a lot of updates on Jack. That's a lot of talking, man. How do you feel about episode 13? Uh, we're going to push this episode back on releasing to Friday. So it's episode 13 on Friday. So it's like Friday, like Friday the, 13th. the 13th. Ooh, but it's uh, But that's okay. Next week's the 13th. Oh, no. Thursday's the 13th. Uh, Never mind. Doesn't matter. It's so good to see you. It's so good that you're hearing my voice and those listening as well. Uh, We appreciate you listening. It's good to be seen by you. It's good to be heard by you. Thanks for for listening. If you are listening, we appreciate it. It's pretty cool um, that you're checking this out. And I got to be honest, uh, the biggest update that I have on chickens, Josh, the most important thing I can share, two things. One, I still have 16. No more chickens died in the nice. last week. I was worried about that. That was going to be my question. <laughs> I was too, dude. It's a little, every it's day. A like, oh. I've been checking them every day. Like, <laughs> and yeah. I walk out there and I immediately count. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. Whew, okay. Are they running around like super fast? So like it takes, it's kind of a pain to count them. They usually get like really enthusiastic and freaked out when I first walk out there. And then I just stand okay. there for a sec and they just like look at me or like start like, burk, 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 you know, like doing I their assume own thing. you like have like a whistle and then they line up for you so you can count them. I actually just walk out there and say, hey, ladies, and they all come running out can of their Can you train coop. a chicken? I, dude, not very well. There's not much you could train mm. a chicken, but they know my voice. So they come out to that. That's so good. that's cool. Um, oh, but they well, love it's cucumbers. Sweet Sixteen ladies that love your voice. That's right. They love That's cucumbers. Right. They love cucumbers. Huh. That's the update. Is I, I was telling you, Jan has been making making pickles like crazy, but we have a bunch of yeah, extra I'm hoping cucumbers. To I don't know, happen to get a UPS package uh, <laughs> you in might. the mail just randomly. Oh, dude! By the way, I didn't tell you this hmm. beforehand. Sorry, I'm digging in my drawers. If you're just listening, not those drawers, my desk drawers. Um, <laughs> You can't see this if you're listening, but Andrew can see this uh, Ooh, on the screen. I like that. That's what's so up. So I had a bunch of credits left over on a sticker mule. So I yes. ordered a bunch of these that I need to send you. So Yes, you do. Uh, Those are awesome. That'll go, that'll go right on my now gene and, and maybe on some of our lovely listeners' uh, stuff. Yeah, you never hey. know. Yeah, That's you send up. us a message and we'll we'll get your contact information. Send you a nice sweet sticker. That's of right, our logo. Dude, how are you? How's your week going? How's Jack? Um, you doing well? Dude, uh, absolutely doing well because hockey's back on TV mm. uh, in full force. It's like nine a.m. to ten p.m. every day, hockey nice. nonstop. Which means I don't get a lot of work done uh, during the day. <laughs> uh, which my boss knows. I told him, "Hey, I'll just be honest with you. Over the next few weeks." <laughs> Probably not going to get a lot of productivity out of me. Uh, he seemed fine with it. Uh, probably until my productivity actually goes down, and then he's going to have something to say about it. But 
uh, yeah, it's lots of hockey. Avs won last night with or yesterday afternoon with 0.1 seconds left on the clock. What? Uh, so That's that was crazy. pretty sick. Yeah, wow. tied one or I remember what the score was. We were tied with 0.1 seconds left. Put wow. the puck in the net. That's amazing. They reviewed it for a while, but yeah. Dude. Is that nice? Yeah. Not that it really matters right now. Like, we're in playoffs. We're just kind of playing for position. Um, Still. But, I mean, when hey, you when you win TV. at the last, the final buzzer like that, it's awesome no matter what. That's what's up. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, Jack's good. He's still good. Jack. Uh, caught him cuddling with the teddy bear today. Uh, so that <laughs> went on Instagram because, well, it just has to. Uh but yeah, other than that, things are great. I can't complain. It was a little overcast today and cloudy, but uh, very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So good, uh, man. Good. So we're talking about we're talking about God. Yeah, like we haven't talked about him before. <laughs> well, what is God to you? Is the question, right? What is God? That's really to you. Yeah. Well, it's this, and it's this whole idea of. Of what does our view of God and how that affects our relationship with God. Like making sure we have a good view of God is going to have a massive impact on really us finding hope, us experiencing freedom, us experience the John 10, 10 life, life to the full, you yeah. know, that Jesus promised us is, has a lot to do with our view of God. But yeah, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Uh, our producer has informed us this week <laughs> that I cut off Andrew three times in our last podcast episode, and Andrew only cut me off once, and he apologized for it, which <laughs> just shows that Andrew's just much more of a gentleman than I am, and I'd even notice. What were you saying? Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, man. No, it is all good. I was going to say, yeah. I was going to, because you, you kind of said, hey, let's talk about this. And I was like, that sounds like a great topic. But I was just curious to start, like, why, why do you want to talk about it? Like, why do you want to talk about the way people see God? Um, like their view of God, if I am tracking right. Why do you want to talk about this topic? Yeah. Uh, I think it really does come down to, like, our views of God really do have a drastic impact of our relationship with God. And, you know, as we dig more into this, we'll kind of hit certain, maybe the more popular views or false views of God and and dig into those things. But, uh, like, if you think God is a vengeful God, like, that's going to have an impact on you. Like, you're going to live a, a, a life with Jesus constantly always looking over your shoulder and... Um, mm. Just expecting, just waiting for him to to catch you doing something wrong, so he can pounce on you, um, and that's not necessarily who God is. Though he may be just, he's not um, a God that's that's out to get you. Um, that's not his heart, as we see throughout all of Scripture, not just the New Testament. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like it is huge, and I know some of the topics we're going to cover are like judge, um, vending machine theoretical safety net, all of that. And and if you view God through one of those lenses and it's only partially true or it's, or it's wrong altogether, then I guess the way you pray, the way you talk about it, the way you act, the times you turn to him or don't, all of that's different, mm-hmm. right? Because of those views. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Dude, are you rocking a paper Bible right now? I'm rocking a paper Bible. I have it out in nice. front of me. And, uh, and I plan to, nice. to bring up, I was kind of flipping through 
and looking at different things that I had. Were like, you doing the whole like? Are you doing the whole like? Uh, like no. flipping it through your fingers and just putting your finger down and like no. this is what we're going to talk about today. No, no. I Could was you doing do that really quick for us just to see it, just see if it works. <laughs> I was doing that only. I've like I've highlighted a bunch of things. I've like circled stuff. You know, as you can see. Like I've made little notes. Dude, you and prepared all that. for this episode. No, I I very hardly did. So I went through and I was looking at some different kind of ideas uh, or different things that I've just like noted over time. And uh, gotcha. So one verse that that I was planning to bring up is Micah in Micah. It's a pretty famous verse, uh, but Micah six verse eight, um, and it says, "He has told you, O oh man, what is good." And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and walk humbly with your God? Um, I've always loved that verse because I work for Compassion, and one of our event t-shirts was, um, it says, like, act justly, love mercy, mercy, walk humbly. And it's all about that God. So, but what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Now, that might not be like the most complete picture of the whole Bible or the most perfect verse for this. But I think um, some of those characteristics are really great. When you think about if I see God as just a friend, just to, like my best friend, then oh, how does that inspire me to, to do justice? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I just see God only as friend, only as super relatable, only as really kind, only as love, yep. as a lot of people might say, uh, in today's kind of USA Christian world, um, God is just love, you know? Um, well, I don't know what inspires justice out of that. Um, to love kindness, that that's about friendship. That's about relationship. Um, to walk humbly with your God, to, to know that your God is big, you know? That's, that's I think, important, too, is knowing that we're small and God is greater than us. That's like the fear of God that, that we read about a lot in the Bible. So I was just looking at that verse as you were talking and, and that's what I was thinking. It was like those three little attributes I have highlighted of justice, kindness, and walking humbly with God. So I'm rocking the paper Bible tonight, man. So we'll see where that goes. Dude, that's that's pretty exciting. I don't know where my paper paper Bible is, to be honest. <laughs> I'm between houses, so most of my stuff is in storage. That's fair. Uh, so I haven't seen my paper Bible since all that went down. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have actually have any paper Bibles with me. They're all in storage. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the internet and technology. So I have the Bible anywhere I go. But yeah, right. I really don't have my paper Bibles. Right. Yeah, you would totally have it if you nice. didn't have uh, have Bible on your phone. And if we're being honest, like That's we've true. talked about in the past, I mainly listen to my Bible these days. But yeah, I saw it right there, and I'm like, let's check that out. We'll see where it leads. So yeah, there's your let's dose of Micah six. Thanks, <laughs> nice, Jim. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about like some of kind of the faulty views of God and and kind yeah. of where those may lead us. And in terms of, like the really popular ones. Um. Probably the fact that like God is, maybe God is vengeful is probably a better way to say it than God is judge. Yeah. Though God is ultimate judge, it's not necessarily a characteristic in which he functions uh, on a regular basis. Right. Um, uh, God is vending machine. 
Maybe we need to unpack that idea is this whole idea that God, um, and maybe we don't necessarily verbalize it this way because we're smart enough to know that would be wrong to say God is a vending machine, Um, but we function that way. So like Mm -hmm. the only time I talk with God or talk with Jesus is when I need something, when I want something, when I want him to intervene in some way or give me something that I want. And and that's kind of where that vending machine idea comes from is, you know, we, though we may not say it, oftentimes it's how we treat God. And that definitely has a massive impact on, on our relationship with God. Like I've been doing a lot of reading in terms of, um, our relationship with God, but more in like our identity in God and um, um, how do you really trust God? And then how does that translate rather than um, trying to please God or um, trying to um, just live by rules and do's and don'ts. So I don't uh, fall into uh, sin and and piss God off. Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of this idea. Um, But in that, that whole thing is that, like there's a depth to our relationship with Jesus that so many of us miss out on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we talked about this last week or I don't know, I think it was in the notes if we didn't talk about it, but um, you know, with the woman at the well and Jesus has that conversation and he says yeah. this, you know, I have what I'm going to give you this living water. You'll never thirst again. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's real. I, I think um, that people can never thirst again, that no matter mm-hmm. how difficult life gets, uh, I think, People can still function in great faith, can still function um, in great hope, can still function knowing that God is faithful, um, and they're going to live inside of that with a level of um, uh, confidence that that probably mm. they they wouldn't experience without it. Um, so it's so kind of this topic came from that idea is like yeah. part of our issue is we have bad views of God, like. Um, I don't spend time with God. I just ask God for things. Right. Um, And that's kind of our relationship. And that's the extent of our relationship and how much we miss out on that. But, and um, I think on this, on the vending machine analogy, but it's like, it's more than an analogy. It's uh, all of these things are like the paradigms through which you view God. So, um, you know, it's like, I'm I'm struggling to come up with a great analogy, but basically when you when you look at God as a vending machine, you're kind of saying a few things about the the thing you call God. Um, you're you're kind of saying like I compartmentalize that because it's only there yeah. for me uh, when I need it or want it. Um, God is only there for my purposes, um, and it's at my will for when I decide to go. Um, pray, ask for something, get a pop, yeah. whatever you And I say pop, I know that's weird, but get a get soda, a get a Coke, get a Mountain Dew, whatever you're doing. Um, so God is like there for me, you know, um, and it's at my will. He's kind of just in the corner yeah. um, in the vending machine. And I think that's pretty applicable because then it's like almost like I control God, you know, like a vending machine yeah. doesn't do anything except yeah. sit there, you know, until you yeah. go up to it and make the choice to select B4 and put in a buck yeah. and you're good to go. Well, um, yeah. And even to kind of push down this idea of vending machine, like I have to put in something to get something out. Right. Yeah. So now it's this cause and effect relationship that mm-hmm. so many Christians fall into that. Yeah. Well, God's not going to bless me this way. Cause I'm not living in this way. And God yeah. says, I'm going to bless the evil and the righteous. Like, I don't, yeah. the, the, like, it doesn't matter. Your, be, your behavior doesn't change what yeah. I do. 
Um, and that's the piece that we get so hung up on. Like, I got to put a dollar in. I got to do. Yeah. I got to go to church. I got to read my Bible. I got to yeah. stop looking at porn. I got to whatever you, you put the categories in there, right? Like, I got, got stop gossiping. I got to stop smoking the weeds. Or the, sorry, the herb herbs. The herb herbs. What podcast I'm on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, and then God will do all of these things for me. Or yeah. when God doesn't do all these things for me, the conclusion was, oh, I didn't put enough money in the machine. That's why God yeah. didn't do it for me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, Sorry I did something wrong. You. I apologize no, greatly no, 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 for my stop, interruption of your thought. <laughs> you didn't. You added to it in a great way. Um, no, the man, and there have been times in my life where I've viewed God as a vending machine. Um, oh, I think everybody has. Like, I, and, and some of the most like straightforward and like, you know, just kind of silly as I look at it are like, there were moments in college when I had just not studied for a test or in high school where I just not worked in nearly the way I needed to. And I just did that yeah. like Hail Mary that we've talked about of like, God, if you help me ace this thing, I will do whatever for you where it's like the reverse of like, um, vending machine. If yeah. you just give me this Coke right now, um, I'm going to like do something. I'm going to put in a $5 bill tomorrow. You know, like I know it's only buck, but I'm going to go fiver on it. Um, But that's not how it works. Like it it doesn't work that way. Even in this view you can have of God where sometimes you're like, do all of this for me. And then, then I'm going to, I'm going to hook you up (laughs) with my life, God. Um, And it's like this silly game we play because there's just no relationship in that, you know, and at the end of the yeah. day, there's no trust. There's no care. Yeah. It's just like my God just does what I want him to when I want him to. And he never chooses yeah. to interfere in my life if I don't make him interfere in my life, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that, that I think that's where we fail as Christians is we don't like we talk about relationship constantly um, because mm-hmm. it's the thing that def differentiates us between the Catholic church, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why Protestants talk about it so much. But um, in all reality, like we don't teach it well. Mm. Like though we talk about God as a relational God, that God um, sent Jesus to the cross to die for your sins to restore that relationship. um, We don't talk about uh, we don't teach people well in terms of how do you genuinely have a relationship with God? Yeah. Like, how do I genuinely approach and have conversation and open up and be authentic um, and vulnerable and have those difficult conversations and have those great conversations and have those simple conversations and those yeah. you know conversations that seem not to matter, but in relationship always matters, right? I just don't think we do a good job. And that's I think that's why a lot of people end up in this vending machine idea yeah. or this theoretical idea that God is kind of in the yeah. cosmos and he's around and sometimes mm-hmm. he intervenes and sometimes he doesn't. Um, but he's kind of this idea rather than this person. And yeah. no, we serve a, a an actual person. He's a not created human being, but like he's 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 he does have existence. Like he yeah. is a thing um, that we get to commune with and have conversation with. But well, it's um, kind of nice to yeah. say it's like not nice to say. I can understand the draw of being like God is just theoretical. You know, um, I can understand that. Like God is just like the wind. It, it it feels like you don't have to commit much <laughs> to me. Like That's God's fair. just like the wind. Um, I can't make it windy and I can't stop it from being windy, but I know it's going to come and it's going to go whenever it wants to, you know, it's like this yeah. ethereal thing. That's just like this force yeah. you can't do much about. 
And sometimes it's like this really calm, like I'm sitting by the pool or by the beach and getting some nice breeze and it's great. Other times it's a hurricane hurricane, and other times you're like, I just wish we had some wind because it's so stinking hot or cold or whatever. But yeah. but when it's just far away and theoretical and it's like, I know there's a God, but I could never know who God is or what God's like or yeah. anything like that. You know, you just put it in this box of like, well... Yeah, it'd be silly to think you could know. You know, of course, I don't have to change yeah. my life to follow one God because God's like unknowable and and, and far away. You know, He's yeah. like the breeze. So that's what I mean. Like, I understand the draw to that of like you just couldn't know. You know, you can't know who God is. Uh, but of course, yeah. there is a God because look at all this stuff. You know, um, yeah. So I get the draw to that big time. Yeah. No, and. and- there's definitely safety in the distance idea or the, the ethereal idea of, of God. And um, then you also don't have to like um, define God, right? Like you can kind of live in this world of like, well, there's not many gods, but there kind of is many gods and I don't have to land on one God. Um, And I can kind of live in this, this uh, wishy-washy kind of theology because I don't, I don't want to commit to anything and be wrong. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of different avenues of, of why we end up down those roads or, you know, a lot of people end up down those roads because they wanted God to show up kind of going back to the vending machine idea. Mm-hmm. They wanted the God to show up in a certain way and they thought they put all the right, they put the, it was a dollar 72 and they put those two <laughs> extra cents in there did it and that, perfectly. and that, uh, those two, yeah, those two dimes, mm-hmm. uh, and God didn't show up. So well, mm-hmm. then God must be distant. Like I've had mm. those thoughts plenty of time in my life of like, God, you're not intervening in the way that I thought you would in this situation or, yeah. or you're not, you know, working this out how I, how I hoped you would. So maybe, but I'm doing all the right things, God. So this yeah. is on you. Maybe you aren't actively involved in our lives. Maybe you aren't actively involved in, in humanity. You created us and you've kind of let us just kind of live this thing out and eventually yeah. you'll come back. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe that's kind of that feel too, but I get it. Um, so one other, one other thing. So I can understand somebody who would say, um, God is truth. Like God is just truth. Um, all the truth in the world, all the things that are true, that that's points to God care, God's character. You know, like I've, I've heard that type of thing of God is just truth and you can find truth in all these religions, all these philosophies, all of the stuff. And that points back to God. Um, and I think there's some aspect to that that is right in that all things that are true are of God, I think. Um, but the thing that's maybe not right in there, the thing that makes it fall really short is that um, God is a being, you know? Like God is a, yeah. a singular being. And and God, there is a God. There are many, many small G gods that you can follow, but there's one God um, that is is over all things. That is over all truth. That is over all time, all space. There's one singular God. Um, there's just a lot of impersonators. Um, so, I just I can totally yeah. understand this theoretical idea because if you're like God is just truth, and you're, then you're like, but I found some awesome truth in my yoga class last week. I found yeah. a bunch of truth yeah. in poetry. I went to a uh, Ramadan service or whatever that's called, you know, like, and I found some real truth there. Um, 
I was yeah. watching CNN and saw some real truth. Everything. I was, you know, like, <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> no. no, but, but what I'm saying is if you have this like loose version of, of what is God, um, and you just say yeah. God is truth, then, then maybe everything you can becomes just relative, right? Everything becomes relative. It's like all religions are yeah. equal. All things are equal. Yeah. All gods are equal because they're unknowable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's theoretical. And I don't think that's the case, but I, I do understand why people go there, you know, or stay there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and the problem and kind of why we, we decided to tackle the topic was like when we take those positions, we miss out on so much. Like when God is relative or God is um, um, just a, a theory or an idea or maybe a belief system, like we, we lose out on, on so much depth of relationship. And, and I think that's the biggest difference in, in our faith as followers and Christians and followers of Jesus and Christians is we, we so deeply understand that God is a personal God that not personal in the sense that he's mine. I got to put him in this little box and he's like my special and I just get to rub him and, and hold on to him. And he's so, but he's, he's personal in the sense that he's, he's relational. He can, it's like he's sitting in front of me and we can have true conversations like you and I are having conversations right now. Like, like that's the type of relationship that God desires. But when yeah. we limit our view of God and he's just this idea, this theory, this distant God, we miss out on so much depth of relationship. And I think oftentimes that's the thing that drastically affects our faith in terms mm. of like life's going to get hard. And um, when yeah. we talk about a full life with Jesus, this exciting, um, never, never thought that God would do intervene, use you in those ways. Like we're not saying that life's going to be easy and awesome. Like yeah. we're not prosperity in that perspective, um, but we are saying that even when life is difficult, even when life is seems almost impossibly hard, um, and oftentimes it is, um, even in those moments, my God is still my God, and He's still right here with me. Hmm. Like there's comfort in that. There's there's depth in that. That that I know He's got me, even though the situation around me is difficult. I get to lean on Him for for this living water. I get to lean on Him for our relationship. I get to lean on Him for strength and and for greater faith and and to to believe that God is faithful. I mean, yeah. holding on to those things, and, and we just miss out on so much. We miss out on so much with all these faulty views. But, yeah. Um, when we we kind of dig into that theoretical idea, that's that's really what we're missing out on. Is you're mm -hmm. missing relationship, like yeah. you're missing uh, out on so much. Like, sure, God is absolute truth that that is true, um, but that isn't all God is. And I, I think, I think in in human minds and kind of how we just try to process mm -hmm. that God is so vast in who He is, um, and there's so many like there's so many. Um, nooks and crannies that you kind of mm -hmm. dig into of, of who God is and understand his personality and understand his character in yeah. those ways. Um, it's so difficult for us as humans to do that, that we just, we start putting labels on things really fast and just yeah. start putting them in a box because it helps us understand. Well, God is absolute truth. Yeah, he is, but he's also love. Mm -hmm. um, like he, he's also uh, uh, faithful. He's also holy at the same time, sovereign. <laughs> he's all powerful. Like all these things that we yeah. can kind of dig into of who God actually is to make up who God actually is. Mm -hmm. And we miss out on those things and we kind of limit God in, into such small little um, buckets or terminology, but yeah. Um, how often, Andrew, have you prayed this prayer, uh, God, uh, as we start out on this mission trip, or we start out on this camp, or we start out mm -hmm. on this road trip, 
uh, I need you to protect us and save us from yeah. anything that may harm us. Yeah. Um, and how often God just becomes this idea of safety net or bodyguard, right? Yeah, that's a good um, point, man. I I prayed that type of prayer many, many times, and it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't until like maybe I don't know five six years ago. Seven years ago, maybe it wasn't that far into being married to Jana where um, I was praying that on one of our long drives, you know, as we were about to pull out of the uh, house or we were getting on the road. And she challenged my thinking, like, why, why do you think you need to pray for your physical safety on this trip? Like, if God wants you to be safe, he'll keep you safe. If God wants you, if this is the last thing you're going to do, it's the last thing you're going to do. And I was like, whoa. Um, so I don't know. So uh, I, well, think I think one of the big things I pray about now, and, and I do want to hear what you're going to say, but one of the big things I pray about now is that like, if we're about to go on a drive, I ask that, um, that our conversation and our time together would honor God um, with instead of God, would you protect us physically? Would you give us alertness for the yeah. road? All of that. It's like, God, yeah. let our time together today, honor you. Um, not just our words or actions, but our thoughts, let them be God honoring, um, and bless this time instead of, um, letting it just be a boring five hour drive, you know? So, yeah. but what were you going to say as I jumped in? Um, I don't remember now, but, um, I think there's a piece to kind of the, I think this, what really gets down to is there's a version of Christianity um, that has kind of been around in American society. And I'll just speak to American society because I don't know any other society uh, for a long time in terms of God exists just to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. God exists uh, uh, to keep me holy and God exists to, um, I don't know what else. We could put some other blank in there, but nothing's coming to mind. Um, and this idea that like, um, oh, God is there to keep me moral, right? Like mm, we talked moral. about cursing yeah. a few episodes yeah. back, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, the, the moral right thing to do is to not curse. Well, sure. The moral right thing to do in society may be that, but is that really what Jesus is asking us? Does he really care? And we answered that in that episode. But um, like we're getting to this idea that um, like God just wants me safe all the time. And no, God, like, right. I don't know if you've read scripture at all, but God's not safe. Right. <laughs> there's, there's no definition in scripture that, Oh, God is a safe God. No, he's not right. like, right. he's going to call you to do things that are going to stretch you. He's going right. to call you into situations that you feel like you're completely overwhelmed, unsuited for and outgunned for. Yeah. Um, but yet those are the moments where God shows up in full um, glory and full victory and, and intervenes. Mm -hmm. um, but like, we can't get to those moments if God is just trying to keep everything safe and everything proper and everything right. Like right. we miss out on so much adventure that, that Jesus has kind of put before us that we could be experiencing and having um, because we've put God in this idea of, well, he's just my bodyguard. He's just there to protect me. And yeah. because of the idea that like praying before those trips, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. Like it's not bad to pray for those mm -hmm. things, but also want God's will to happen in those moments. And, and we can pray for those things as well. But if we're in relationship with God going into those situations, those prayers look drastically different at that point. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not praying God save me. And this was the last thing, you know, this is the first time I prayed and like, 
two weeks and I'm right. just praying for this because like, this is the right thing to do. And God wants right. me safe. Um, but when we when were in deep relationship with Jesus and we're having conversations daily with Jesus um, on a variety of different topics, not just my safety, um, that prayer looks drastically different. Like as I go into this, it's God, like, is there anything that I should be watch, you know, mindful of? Is there anything mm. I should be paying attention to? Like I have other people in the car and I'm responsible for them. God, should I yeah. be watching out for something important um, yeah. that may be passing by and like you said god be in the midst of this conversation mm-hmm. like you know if you have kids like you have un- their undivided attention well they have headphones in it <laughs> and iphones but um, you got you a chance have their undivided you got a chance. attention yeah. right? you got a chance uh, <laughs> like god what do i say in this moment to have fruitful conversations like those are the kind of questions you're going to start asking and conversations you're going to start having with god that it's not just about god save me protect me keep me in this you know, bubbles. So I'm always, you know, never going to be harmed. Like Jesus yeah. never promised us we're not going to yeah. be harmed. You're going to be harmed. Right. <laughs> we live in a broken, fallen world. Bad things happen yeah. to you. You cause bad things to happen. Yeah. Um, like you're going to be harmed. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, is how we, pre- but when we live in that world of like, well, God just has to save me. He's my bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when he doesn't? Hmm. So now what do you do in that moment? Yeah. Like, God, we prayed for safety, but yet both of our tires blew out. We flipped the car. Where right. were you in that moment? Right. And you're like, what? Like, that's not the, like, you missed out on so much. Like, right. like, God wasn't there with you in that moment, though something bad happened. I think God's still present. God's still in the midst. Yeah. Um, you know, well, God and that's, still that's show the, up in miracles. that's the danger of, of having the, uh, the view that's only partially right. Uh, right, like the vending machine, yeah. God, the yeah, yeah. the theoretical, or or this one, the the kind of bodyguard safety net. Like, whenever something happens that just violates the core way you look at God, the core paradigm you see yeah. Him through, um, then you're like, you have a couple responses. One is just like confusion, maybe of like, yeah. I guess I was just wrong, which maybe that's the best response to have because. You're at least open to like, maybe I didn't have the full picture. Um, and yeah. or it's and, like, and that's probably it's good. like one of two things, right? Yeah. Like when things don't happen the way that we think they're going to happen, we either blame ourselves or we blame God, right? Yeah. I didn't do enough. Yeah. I wasn't a good. I wasn't a good enough Christian. I was whatever, whatever, or this sin, you know, I committed yesterday or this morning, whatever happens to be, like, like this is the reason that God's right harming me right now. He's mm-hmm. punishing me to teach me a lesson. You're yeah. like, good. Does God discipline? 100%. Does he discipline by harming you? I highly, highly doubt it. I'm sorry. Right. Um, this isn't, this isn't the old covenant. We don't function under the same rules. Um, our actions don't have a huge effect on God's blessing and God's cursing. Um, God's going to bless and curse both evil and great. Um, but the other but, response, yeah, so. the, that other response, sorry, I interrupted you there. That was totally me. Um, <laughs> I interrupted you before that, so yeah, yeah, it's all good. fair, fair. But the other response goes right I just back love, to that. We, I'm going to interrupt you again <laughs> just for a second. I just love that our producer reached out to you to let you know this is what happened. Didn't say any damn thing to me. I didn't hear from him this week. Uh, he's, he's just trying to cause problems. I want you to know, Mr. That's producer. Uh, yeah. And leave this in the episode. Don't you dare cut this out. Uh, we're here about unity, okay? That's that's why we exist. That, that Jesus said that we will be known for how we love one another and we will be known by our unity. 
you're causing division <laughs> by sending these side messages and these secret little text messages. And I'm just kidding. We love you. We, th- we thank you greatly for, for editing our podcast That's and funny. getting us up and running. Yeah, Stuart McKee, everybody. Sorry, I don't know where is, you were, were hey, with all that. Hey, I interrupted you. Don't worry. I'm going to take it right back there. But Stuart McKee is, is helping us with this podcast, and he's killing it. So if you yes. need somebody with audio hey, if stuff, you have a podcast, reach out to him. Yeah. Or us, we'll yeah, tell if you, you know how, how to, get to reach out to him. Reach out to us. We'll tell you yeah. how to reach out to him. Yeah, but uh, he's but, uh, he's phenomenal. What he does, totally. He's phenomenal. What he does. Sorry. Yeah. So, dude, I was gonna let you go. The the other thing, the other response of when like your your total paradigm of God is violated, like the safety net analogy, where you prayed, keep us safe, and your car flipped. Um, the other response, I think, is that that like. Satan, our enemy, um, loves those type of views where it's like you have this fragile view of God yeah. and I have the chance to Ooh, shatter that's it. That's a good word, or dude. God, like, fragile view. Yeah, thanks, man. I was just thinking of like a lamp, you know, like you have a fragile view yeah. of God and, and, and I have the chance to break it. Um, and when it's broken, I think this goes back to that kind of scripture we referenced in the last podcast of like, you're kind of like the seeds that were thrown um, that started to grow and grew up quickly, but they got choked out by the thorns and thistles, the worries of this life, yeah. the the things that you know came up quicker. You were growing up strong, you were starting, but then all the weeds choked you out. You know, you were too yeah. fragile. Uh, your view was fragile. It was brittle, and it got broken and crushed. And and those are the things that that the enemy loves. He loves to keep us thinking God is only there as your bodyguard. God is only there as your vending machine. God is only there as your cash machine, your cash register. God is only a judge, you know? Like we didn't we kind of skimmed over that one, but but when you believe God is only a judge, then really quickly you can be like, well, if I'm going to be like my God, then I'm just going to be the judge. I, I have all these 2,000 pages here, this Bible, mm. that that tell me exactly how to live and the things that make God happy and the things that make God sad. So if I'm going to serve this God, then I better look like a judge. And I better make sure that everybody that's, who's doing anything wrong knows they're doing it wrong because pff, God's a judge. So if I'm going to be like him, yeah, that's good. I'm going to judge everybody. you know. And then Satan comes that's in good. and he's like, boom, wrecked you. Like you were never the judge. You never had that authority. And by the way, um, I'm a lot smarter than you, you know? So it's like things get wrecked easily when you only have a bad, a small view of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, the Pharisees in, in Jesus's day, like here's individuals that kept not only their commands, the commands that they created on top of those commands um, to to live holy and to look perfect yeah. uh, exteriorly, but in reality, like uh, they're missing out on so much of 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 this Jesus life, or, or yeah. at that time, God the Father's life, yeah. um, that they could have had. And you know, they put unnecessary burdens on on those around them that they didn't have to because. Mm-hmm. They were the, they're acting as judge. I'm going to yeah. imitate my God, and my God is a judge, so I get to judge those around us. And yeah. how easy it is to find ourselves in those places, right? Like our pride starts to slip in, and you're doing so really easy. good, and you're like, man, like yeah. not dealing with that sin anymore, and I'm not dealing with this sin anymore. Yeah. Man, I've been so much better in this place. And then all of a sudden, you see sin, and your reaction to sin is, well, well, he can't do that. That's wrong. 
That's yeah. sinful. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to fix this. Yeah. And you're like, sure, it is wrong. It's sin. But is it your job to fix this? Is right. Like our posture changes, right? Mm-hmm. Because the other posture, the what I would argue is the godly posture is, I see that man sinning and my mm-hmm. response is, man, I could so easily be in that boat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I so I so easily could be doing the same exact thing that he's doing because yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. Um, and it's out of compassion and care mm. that I'm now trying to love this individual and not yeah. condemn, you know, yeah. condemning them and, and mm. calling them a sinner. Right. Yeah. There's a difference in that, in, in that posture a bit. Yeah. Um, dude, that's good. Right? If, if we take these, these inappropriate views of God, um, our, our faith becomes fragile. We mm. become fragile and we're just prime picking for the enemy. Yeah. Um, yeah. To jump and in. thanks man. Um, and I, one of the things, you know, like that, I didn't plan that out. I think I think there's there's moments which the Holy Spirit just speaks through you or speaks through me or both um, in this stuff. So I didn't ever I've that's never good. said a fragile view of God in my life, but I'm gonna remember that because I'm like that's I'm that's pretty steal cool. It. I'm gonna you use should it. you should steal it. Um, I give you full permission. But so okay, so I'll be we, honest with you, Andrew. Yeah. Even if you didn't, yeah. I'd still steal it and I'll give you credit. Just, <laughs> it's just. It's how preachers work. That's we steal ideas all the time. That's fair. That's totally Sorry. fair. So, man, we so the, we can keep going on these, but I want to kind of shift for a minute of like, okay, so fragile views of God that we just talked about. How do we have? How do you have more whole views? And how do you know maybe if you're like, how do you know if you're in a view that's just one sided? You know, how do you know if you're yeah. only looking at? There's this analogy of of like five blind men are in a room with an animal, an animal, and they're each describing one part of it. They're like this this thing is like it's a it's a foot. I can feel a foot, and the other one's like no, it's a tail. Like this thing's all tail. Like clearly it's moving. It's a tail. Another one's like no, it's this huge like trunk. You know that's all it is. It's a big trunk. It's a big nose. I can smell. I hear it sniffing. I can feel it. And, and then the reality is like, it's an elephant, you know, they're all seeing different, they're all feeling different parts of it. Cause they yeah. can't see the, the bigger picture of it being one elephant the entire time. They're just in different places yeah. of the room. So, so how do you know if you're just having that like myopic view of God, like seeing only his justice or only his love or only God as protector or, you know, like, how do you identify that? And then maybe how do you work towards the start of a, of a more full view um, on this side of heaven? Yeah, I think, um, I think your conversations with God and what you talk about, how often you talk about things, the depth of those conversations in terms of what you dig into, the questions that you're asking God, I think those are all healthy signs of you have a of what your view of God is. Yeah. So if, if my view of God is he's judge and he's, he's vengeful, he's just kind of waiting for someone to screw up. Well, my prayers are going to be a lot of God, forgive me for this. And Mm. God intervened in in Sally's life. Like she was looking at that man in the wrong way. You heard what she said, Sally. (laughs) Sally, sassy Uh, Sally. Freaking (laughs) sassy Sally. If you've been listening a while, that that makes sense. If you haven't, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, Don't go back to those episodes. Uh, Don't do it. Just stay here. Um, Yes. Skip the first couple. Uh, But... 
like there's there's a piece to that, right? Like if if God's just a vending machine, well, your prayer life is always about what asking God for things. Yeah. God, I need you to do this, 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 and this. God, I need you to do that, 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 and that. Right? Like if God's a safety net, well, that's going to show. Like, mm-hmm. like what you're praying about and what you're taught and how often you're doing it. Like yeah. if God's not personal to you, you're not going to spend time with God as often Yeah, because he's theoretical, he's distant, he's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like my prayer life today is deeper and greater than my prayer life has ever been in my entire life. And I don't nice. say this to say, oh, look at Josh. I say that to say when you correct the wrong views of God in your life, you start to find the right views of God in your life and start to live and lean into those things. There's a there's a depth in conversation that starts to get created. There's yeah. a depth in relationship that starts to get created that maybe you didn't have before. Like we didn't talk about anything that yeah. I haven't had that view of God before. Yeah. Like I've treated God like a bodyguard. I treated God theoretical and distant, especially when you come out of shitty seasons. I've treated God like a judge and, and a vending machine that all God cares about is my sin and avoiding my sin and, and combating my sin. Yeah. Does God care about me combating my sin? 100%. Is that all he cares about? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. God cares about me as a human being. God cares that I develop not just in conquering sins of my life, but but in in loving people better, in, in understanding who God has created me better, to understand yeah. the visions and the dreams that he's putting me to chase after those things. Right, like there's so many aspects of of what God wants in our life. It's not just single, mm-hmm. con, you know, uh, fights in, fights in, fights in. Like yeah. you miss out on so much. And I'll argue if you don't get into depths of of who God is, and you don't get into depths of relationship with God, you'll never conquer the sins anyway. So just mm-hmm. like give up, just and you know, enjoy them. Um, <laughs> like until you get to those places, like that's all that's going to get cut. Right? It's even that moment of Josh said, enjoy your Josh sins. Josh said, enjoy them. Um, <laughs> No. See what happens when you take a small view of something, you miss out on so much right. greater depth. That's right. Uh, but yeah, like I think, so I, I think those are the, the signs to go back to answering your question. Yeah. Like yeah. how, how often are you talking with God? What does that prayer feel like? What does it look like? Yeah. And um, what are the types of questions you're asking? I think those are all great signs to show you like, oh, wait, I might, I might think God's angry because that's how my prayer is kind of leaning toward. Right. Right. God, forgive me for that. Well, yeah, God. <laughs> Like my prayer to for forgiveness and confessions like, probably feels a lot different today than it did yeah. five years ago. Like yeah. it's it's conversation, and yeah, there's remorse and there's 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 to some extent pain there, but it's it's not in the sense of like God, I need you to forgive me in this moment. Let me go through all these things. It's it's God, I've I've I put these things in front of you, and 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 I've I've harmed what we could have in that relationship, and yeah. um, like there's a difference to it all. Um, that I think is is important, but yeah, yeah, that's good, man. That's really good, good perspective, and that's like pretty practical. Of think about, even jot down notes on the the ways you commonly pray or the themes of what you pray. Yeah. As you were saying that, I was thinking about or like, how often you pray. Yeah, or how often you pray. Like when I pray, it's it's not always the same, but but there are there are elements where I know God is ultimately my judge, and I know that. That what Jesus mm-hmm. did on the cross broke the the yoke of sin that is upon me. Um, I still mm-hmm. sin. I still fall short of, of a perfect relationship mm-hmm. with God. But I know that I don't have to live only in sin um, because of what Jesus did. And I know that I can honor yeah. God with, with my actions, with my thoughts, all of that. And I can look more like Jesus over time. I can follow him better over time. But 
there's times when I mess up. Um, I was telling about telling you about one uh, before we even clicked record, just from a few days ago. Um, times of of God kind of speaking to me about behavior in my life that needs to change, you know. And it's like He revealed it but to how- me, and it's and I recognize you're my judge. You are my God. There was sin in what I was doing, um, but you're going to help me change. You know, so there's the confession side of like, here's the stuff I was doing. Here's the ways this happened. And then there's the the hope side of like, I'm confessing this, but I know that you revealed it to me because it's not out of your power to change in my life. You know, so there's, there's like, I but see you as exciting. judge, but also an inhibitor or provider of change, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. how exciting is it that you're in a season, because this isn't the first time this happened recently, but you're in a season where God's revealing things to you about your, I don't know, lack of a better term, behavior or uh, yeah. blind spots. That's probably Brett yeah. would say it, right? Yeah. Like blind spots that you've missed. Like, that's a fruitful season. <laughs> like, like, you're going to be a better follower of Jesus, more yeah. more devoted follower of Jesus, have greater faith in in. You know, God all powerful yeah. um, than you've ever had before because mm. God is essentially right now pruning the heart. Yeah. Like those are exciting seasons, right? Like I'm in a season where I'm <laughs> truly trying to understand and 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 know how to love people well. Yeah. How to love people sacrificially. I've been in this season for like I don't know six months. Yeah. But I re- I had this I had this like epiphany 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 epiphany. epiphany. <laughs> um, we have to do like those tongue exercises or whatever yeah. to get our he words to come out. Yeah. You had an I epiphany. I don't think those are them. I just have an idea that, that that's not it. I think they're different. That's right. Um, but I had an epiphany not that long ago where um, I was interacting with someone that usually drove me nuts, and I had compassion in the moment. And I was like, wow, that's weird. Uh, I haven't felt that before for that person. Yeah. Uh, just shows the, the sin of, of, of my personality. But um, in that moment, you're like, man, like, I didn't real. I wouldn't have caught that six months ago, or I wouldn't have caught that a year ago. Hmm. And here, Jesus, you've been doing this work in me as you've been pruning and, and shaping and changing. And we've been having conversations and, um, like, like, wow, look where I look where I am today. Like, yeah. look what you're doing. Yeah. So like I say all that to say this to you and a, a word of encouragement of like, like you're an exciting time. Like God <laughs> is doing some cool things in your heart and in your life Thanks, that are going to bring, they're going to bring real fruit, not just to your life, but to the life of those around you and, and mm. deep in relationship between mm. people around you. And, you know, the fact that you're giving up Coke, like that's a huge deal. <laughs> like who, who thought you'd give up the cocaine? Oh my um, gosh. Which is, uh, for the which record, is mind-boggling. Like for the record, heroin was a few months ago and that was a big deal. Like now you're on to giving up Coke. Like Dude. I don't even... That's that's exciting. I'm on the way. Ah, No, that's uh, for the record. I I did not give up coke because I've never used it in my life. He's still doing it. Uh, I'm it. Yeah, for the record, I've not given it up. That was my passive. Yeah, that was my passive aggressive way. That's so funny. Yeah, trying to trying to speed me up and get me there. To give up the cokes. Um, (laughs) No. Well, that's the other part. Like, say Jesus kind of shared with you the things he shared with you over this last weekend yeah, two years ago, would you have caught him then? No. Who knows? Like, like there's, there's moments that 
like Jesus is, he's a pretty smart guy. Right. Like he knows the seasons that we're in. He right. knows how to get really get to our hearts. His right. ultimate goal is, yeah, to shape us and form us into the people he's called us to be. But yeah. he also understands that that's a journey and right. the things that I can understand today, maybe I couldn't understand. And I think this is what Paul talks about when he talks about the mysteries of, of the gospel and the mysteries of Christ. Yeah. Like these are those mysteries. Hmm. Um, it's this this timing thing of like how God works and interweaves in our lives to shape us to who we're called to be. And um, like, look at, look at, you know, we'll keep using you as an example because you're yeah. here, but like, <laughs> like look at these lessons you're learning now. Yeah. You could be stuck in these places and these are lessons God wants you to learn. He knows you can learn them and you're choosing not to engage them or you just don't have a deep right. enough relationship with Jesus in terms of like you're not communicating enough right. to, to hear Jesus say these things. Mm. Um, you're just looking for those like big God moments where he's like, oh, right. and he's like speaking audibly oh. to you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. But that's oftentimes not how Jesus speaks. And it's in those small whispers that, that Jesus does the work, but we don't get to the small yeah. whisper until we're in relationship and, and relatively deep relationships. So we know what his voice sounds like um, Well, to, to be able to hear these things. That's, that's legitimately encouraging to me to hear because I feel like I'm in a, a season of pruning, you know, and I say pruning because like literally one of the tasks on my, on my, plate today that I didn't get to was to go into the garden and on the Brussels sprouts, we have like these huge ones growing, these huge stalks growing. They grow in like poles and there's like 40 Brussels sprouts on each one. But um, the Brussels sprouts- I learned so much about gardening and chickens from you. I know, man. But the Brussels sprouts won't grow unless you clip off all the branches that grow off the stalk. Um, You have to let the branches grow until the Brussels sprouts start to. And then you got to clip them all back except the very top ones so the sunlight can, like, still have an effect on them. But um, so these branches are getting really, like, pronounced, really big, really strong. But that that plant will never do what it was intended to do, which is make Brussels sprouts unless I literally go and clip off like, I don't know, 30% of it. Like then it'll produce the Brussels sprouts that have the seed in them that that could spread that plant later, you know? Um, And right now, yeah, I'm in a season life, man, where I feel like God's revealing stuff to me about my own life, about my heart, about my behavior that, I'm having very clear choices on what do I, how do I act? You know, do I react positively yeah. or negatively to that? And I was trying to say, like, if I just saw God as judge, then I would I would hear that maybe I'd hear God reveal those things to me, and then I would just go, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm dead in the water. Like maybe I should just stop trying to follow God altogether because I'm just I've I've been yeah. judged. I'm done. Like I came yeah. up short. I'm but, a crappy Christian. Yeah, I'm a bad Christian. Um but but the reality is I see the I hear the those things. I hear God speaking to me and and it always comes with the hope side of like I'm telling you this because there's you were on that path. That's not the path. Yeah. That's not the only path. Like I'm here to help you find the other path. You know, so God's I yeah. know God isn't just judge in my life, but I know he is judge in my life. Like, I know that's a role God plays. Um, the other thing, I know God's not just friend in my life. Like, he's not not just a friend. He's not just there to be a um, somebody to laugh with and a shoulder to cry on. Not not just that. Yeah. But God is that. Like, that's a that's a part of the the relatability of of Jesus. Like. Jesus came as yeah. a person so that we could actually relate to God and understand God um, and not yeah. just see God as like this 
this wind, you know, back to the, what we talked about earlier of this force that just yeah. acts that you can't control uh, or, or understand or predict or any of that. Um, so I don't know. I see him as a lot of things. And then when I, when I think about the way I pray, um, man, when I pray about God being bodyguard in my life, it's just because I understand that my safety is out of my control. <laughs> like there are things yeah. I could do, like I could jump off a cliff and then, then I know, okay, this was my choice, you know? Um, but there, there are other things in my life where I'm like, there's so much I can't control. And then when I think about my family's safety, like my daughter, my wife, all of that, there's like, there's so much I can't control that I got to trust that God has that under control. And there's times I ask that he provides safety for them. He, he physically protect mm-hmm. us. He protect us spiritually mm-hmm. from attacks of the enemy. Um, not mm-hmm. just physical, not just, you know, Jason Bourne guns and, mm-hmm. and running or whatever, um, bodyguard, but like the, life you live, but okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, when I rob a bank, I pray, you know, beforehand, that's um, smart. I would. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, but I'm just saying like, you know, there are times when I put God in the bodyguard box, you know, not the yeah. box, but I know that he can do that role in a, in a full way, in a way spiritually that I can't do. You know, I just got to recognize that I come up short in a lot of ways. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess all of these things are just partial views. They're like one, one hand touching the elephant, you know? Um, and this isn't even yeah. like a full and perfect picture um, of God by any means, but they're, all I'm trying to communicate is that these things are bigger than just one trait. God's not just judge. God's not just friend, just vending machine, just theoretical, just safety net. Like God's many, many things. And and you can get to know that over time. Um, and one of the best ways to do it is to read what the heck is in the Bible. I <laughs> can pray about it and ask God to reveal to you what's in there. Like even in the analogies, Jesus uses the, the parables, you know, often in the New Testament, especially in Matthew, the, as soon as Jesus explains a parable to a group of a thousand people or 50 people, you know, his disciples are right there. Their first question is, what the heck did you mean? And he's like, yeah, let yeah. me, let me reveal it to you, you know? So God, God will let us know him. You know, he, he's not just a mystery. Yeah. He doesn't want to stay a mystery and doesn't want to stay just yeah. a judge or just a state bodyguard. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Like in like if there's one word to describe God that I think is safe to start with, um, though God is vast and God does have many attributes um, and characteristics, um, God is personal. Like mm. God desires to have relationship and conversation with you. Um, like that's why he sent Jesus to restore that. Like you go all the way back to Genesis and that's what it was. It was relationship between God and Adam. And as they walked side by side through the garden and Adam was naming things, yeah. and, um, God was watching his creation essentially come to being. Um, mm. And then we saw sin enter the picture and it created this weird separation between what God wanted and what now was. It created this divide and um, God's ultimate desire was that we'd be 
back in relationship. And that's why he sent Jesus to take on the sins of humanity, to take your sins on and my sins on, um, and to, to die in the place of, as the punishment for those sins. Yeah. Um, so we can be restored. So if you're a follower of Jesus, and this is what we mean by when we say follower of Jesus, I don't know where you are in this, this spiritual journey, but um, follower of Jesus is really just recognizing like, God, I've sinned against you. I've done the opposite of what you've asked me to do and who you've asked me to be. Um, and I was wrong. Like that, mm-hmm. that caused the separation between us. And I want you to restore that separation. So I believe that Jesus was the son of God, that he did live a perfect life, that he did die and and. Uh, for my sins and raised from the dead. Like yeah. that is the gospel in itself. And if you choose to believe that, um, that's the thing that begins your relationship with Jesus. So your life is now his and you get to start on this journey. But so many of us start in this journey and that's just where we stop. Yeah. Like I got my salvation secured and, and we're good, but, but we don't get to the full life that Jesus promised when we stop there. Yeah. Like we don't get to experience this, this richness and relationship and richness and purpose and richness in mm-hmm. life when we stop there. Yeah. Um, like we got to keep pursuing Jesus and deepening conversation. And I'll be honest with you at first, is it awkward? 100% is it awkward? Yeah. Um, if, t- if you did have a great you know, moment with Jesus or season with Jesus, and then you stop talking to Jesus. When you start talking to him again, is it going to be awkward? Absolutely. Mm. Just like it's awkward when you're talking to a friend. The yeah. beautiful thing is, you know, you think of those friends that you're able just to pick up uh, conversations so quick. Sorry, I dropped something. That's why I walked into the mic. But <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's just a stupid cap, um, but I I'm playing with it, so it's nice. important to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, when. When we stop in those places of that's all it is, like mm. you miss out on, on this, this, what could be, you miss out yeah. on this richness. And I think this is the place and why people find and why Christians, those that should fe- be full of hope and full of, of faith and full of courage, um, because like we're Jesus is and we're in relationship with Jesus. So there's nothing that he can't speak into or intervene yeah. on. Um, that's why they're so discouraged and that's yeah. why they're so for lack of a better term, sad at times and depressed and, and dealing with junk is because they've stopped in relationship and in growth. Like God is a personal spirit. He tells Mm. us that he sent his spirit, his Holy spirit into live into our souls. um, And we are in direct connection with God almighty um, through that process. Um, But we miss out on so much of that, or we just want God to intervene when it's convenient for us. But in all reality, like we've got to pursue relationship. Like, you know, I have friends in my life that, you know, we go months without talking to each other. But when we pick up the phone or we, we, um, you know, get dinner together or lunch together, Mm -hmm. like we pick up that conversation really quickly. That's the similar to the same relationship with Jesus. You're picking up where you left off and you're moving on. But going back to even God's, these pruning season you're in, and we find ourselves in these pruning seasons. Well, hopefully you're finding yourselves in these pruning seasons on these pruning seasons on a regular basis. If you're not, um, you're probably not listening. Um, but, uh, when we find ourselves in these places, like it's easy to, to look at this and say, well, here's all the things that God said I'm wrong in and I need mm. to fix. Yeah. Well, he didn't say you need to fix them. Right. Like, that's not part of, that's not part of the conversation. You right. won't find that in scripture. Right. Um, what he, what he is saying is, yeah, this is sin. You need to repent from sin. But I'm going to walk with you in the midst of yeah, all of this. That's, that's right. why I went to the cross. That's right. Um, so it's not, hey, you know, God. It's not God Almighty saying, "Fix this, this, and this." Now figure it out. Yeah. No, it's God Almighty saying, "Hey, this, this, and this are causing destruction. Yeah. This, this, and this are are going to destroy. Mm-hmm. This, this, and this are not just destroying you, but they're destroying those around you. Yeah. And we don't want that. Yep. Let me help you fix that. 
Yep. Um, so now you're digging into relationship, right? Like yeah. if there's a safe terminology to use with God, it's God is personal. Yeah. Um, and if we can chase after those things and believe those things, you're going to end up in a much better place and a much better view of who God actually is yeah. um, than to, to hone in on one of these little... And going back to this idea, like a lot of times... Our views of, I know I'm talking for a long time, Andrew, I can it's see the good, smile on your face. It's all I good. apologize. This is great. Uh, but I think this is, I think this is worth hitting. Yeah. Um, like oftentimes our parents are our representation of God. Hmm. So if you have a faulty view of God, oftentimes it's a fault of your parents. And I'm not saying your parents suck, blame them. I'm saying they're sinful human beings. So don't take their examples and put them on God because it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Like I love my father. My father is an amazing man. I love him deeply. Yeah. Um, but from the age of whatever you are in fourth grade, eight, nine years old, like my father lived over a thousand miles away or somewhere around that. I don't know geography. I couldn't tell you how far yeah. it actually is, but it's pretty close <laughs> to that. So God was distant a lot of my life yeah. because my dad was distant a lot hmm. of my life. Um, so I had to dig into those things that my, my God isn't distant. My God is actively involved in my life. Not right. only that, he's actively involved in this relationship. He's communicating just like I need to be communicating. Right. Um, but you got to dig into those those faulty views that we've kind of picked up along the way. And no fault to your parents. They're human beings. It's reality. It's just yeah. what it is. Um, but you've got to dig into those things. Like if your dad is a hard ass and he's con he constantly rode you, yeah. like we're going to put that on God. Yeah. It's oftentimes. But that's not who God is. God is not a hard ass. Right. He's not going to ride you. His ultimate goal is that you experience the full life. His ultimate yeah. goal is that you become the full follower of Jesus that he desires you to be. Yeah. He's not going to get you there by riding your ass. That's right. not how this works. And he knows that. He loves you. He loves you deeply. And he's trying right. to dig into the shitty parts of your life to, mm. to pull out and yeah. prune out the, the bad things to get to the good thing. Yeah. I even say this. He's pruning out the good things to get to the great things. Yeah. Um, like as you as you go through this journey. So so like oftentimes if there's traits of your your father, your traits of your mother that you try to pick up and put on God, recognize them quickly. Yeah. Um, recognize them for being wrong and, and dig into the, the the things that are true of God. And I just want to read this. Actually, I'll have Andrew read this list because he has this list. Um, yeah. I've been talking for a long time. But like what are some – if we were to define God, like what are the characteristics of the words you would put to Yeah. And, and I And I know – just let me give a little preface here. We uh, we're kind of entering the final thoughts part of this uh, discussion, but I I kind of think this might be part one of of a couple discussions, and it might not be next week that we do part two. But I kind of I think we unpacked pretty well the the partial views of God or the fragile views of God that we were thinking about. But but maybe we yeah. need to spend some more time on like more complete views of God um, That's good. Uh, in the weeks ahead. So so we might be visiting this a lot more. We'll see. We'll see. But I like the scripture you put above this. It's Revelation 1.8. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So just wrap all of that into this. God was is the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end, who was and is and is to come. I am all things. That is who God is. He is beginning and the end of your journey, beginning and end of your story. He was there before you. He's going to be there after you. Um, so God is huge. Uh, God is powerful. Um, so God is personal. He's a personal spirit. You can actually know him. We've talked about that a little bit. God is all powerful. 
point to Revelation 1.8, the beginning and the end of the journey and all things throughout. Um, God is present everywhere, like omnipresent. You know, God is, is everywhere. God... Uh, God knows. God is having conversations with you today, probably at the yeah. same time he's having conversations with me today. That's right. He's not bound by the physical things that bind us. You know, God literally Can is. Can we blow your mind just for a time. second? Go ahead. God is also not bound by time. That's right. We live on a timeline. God doesn't live on a timeline. God made time. So God is a much present right now yes. as God is, is present right now in this moment at your birth <laughs> or at Jesus' death. Right. Like, right. make sense of that. Yeah. You can't, because we are bound by time. Um, yep. God knows everything. He's He's omniscient. He got, God understands all things. The thoughts of your mind mm-hmm. in this very moment and the thoughts of my mind in this very moment, as well as the things that mm-hmm. happened a thousand years ago and are going to happen a thousand years from now. He, he knows all things. Mm-hmm. Um, sovereign, God is sovereign. Holy, God is holy. Set apart, holy, one, unique, God is holy. That is absolute truth, not just not just those small truths we were talking about of like, I can find a little truth here and a little there. God is the absolute truth. Um, God is the definition of truth. Yes. Like we find truth only in God. That's right. The, the you know, darkness never pushes out light, but light can push out darkness. God is absolute truth. He's not a partial truth. Um, he is the definition of absolute, absolute truth. God is righteous. God is just. God is love. God is merciful, faithful. And one that you have as the number 13, but I love, God never changes. Um, you said it with the time analogy, or not analogy. You said it with God live, God exists outside time and chooses to be in time to affect us. Um, yeah. But God never changes. He's He's always been all these things, and he will always be all yeah. those things. It's he doesn't change. You know, he's not a season. He's not a, I will say this. a wind in the sea. You know, God never changes. I will say this because because we've covered it, you know, in terms of moving from Old to New Testament. God does change how he interacts with us. Hmm. That doesn't change his character. That no. doesn't change who he is. But he does change how he interact with, interacts with yeah. us. Doesn't change who he is at all. God has been steady and the same all the way throughout. And... I don't know. I, I I do think we should spend some more time on this, man, because I've enjoyed oh, this a lot, and I feel like we got partway there, and, and I'm happy with where we got, but I think there's more to go, and that we could focus on that's some good. of those things of what God is, um, and it'd be helpful to me, and be good conversation with you. So, that's good. Man. I'm hosting a retreat yeah. next, the beginning of next month, yeah. and there's definitely things we talked about today that I'm going to steal for that retreat. <laughs> um, probably your fragile. Your fragile view of God. The fragile and, and view of God. Idea. I like that. I think it's important. I like that. Awesome, but, man. Hey, Andrew, as always, it's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, man. Thanks for talking. This was great. For sure. Hey, if you just kind of stumbled upon us, um, please subscribe to us. It always helps us out. Um, if someone sent you to us, um, let us know that that person sent you to us because we would like to say a big thank you yeah. to that individual um, and monetarily... <laughs> not monetarily gift gift them with something just that's to right. say thank you that's right. uh, if you want to share us with your friends and your friends come um, we would love to gift you with something as well that's right um, it'd probably be a sticker but we'll go bigger <laughs> than that we won't just give you a sticker because what that cost us like 25 cents we're going to mail it um, to that's you not directly sacrifice <laughs> I'm going to mail it to you so that's like 50 cents so now we're at 75 cents 
Um, but I'm also going to send you some books and some other resources I think that are, are super helpful um, to this journey of this Jesus life. Um, but yeah, rate us, subscribe to us. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We are praying for you guys. Uh, we prayed for you guys before we started this episode. I'll be honest with you. We didn't pray for you the start of last episode <laughs> because I said I would. And then, and then I forgot. got distracted and, I just, and then we started the episode. But <laughs> most of the time we do pray for you. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's right. Andrew, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, my friend. 